Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. Today, we have a very familiar face, Miss Lindsay Wolf. Hello, Miss Lindsay. Hi, guys. How are you? How's it going? Great. Well, all things considered in a global pandemic, but great. (laughs) That's a very fair answer. We're super excited to have you back. I'm yeah. so excited to be here. I love you guys. I can't wait to have that. Like, I just love chatting with you so much. It's, it's an honor. Well, last time we you were here, remember my internet connection kept going out. So we will see if I last the whole episode. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. We're just like, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I'm still emotionally scarred from it. So we'll see. Lindsay, you are our first guest that has made a reappearance. <gasps> We oh, didn't scare you off. Like, oh I love so you. Come back. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, my God, you guys. I love you so much. I'm so happy to be back. There is, like, nothing better than just talking to brilliant, down-to-earth, like, real women. Like, I, there, I'd spend the rest of my life doing this if I could, honestly. Mm. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel, though, like, with Amanda here? Are you still comfortable? <laughs> just that face ouch she's spicy this morning (laughs) she is she thinks it's the internet that's gonna kick her off today (laughs) (laughs) she's Amanda's back bringing the abilities today (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of funny that I just made a funny you did did make a funny I'm proud of you like that that came natural See, I'm rubbing off on you, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bridget. Oh, Oh, I just feel like you know so much, Lindsay. So you're going to be like our resource for so many topics. Oh, my gosh. I hope so. I, you know, I had a, I I had a matcha latte before I started. So I feel Mm. like I'm like fired up and I'm ready to go. (laughs) And um, I don't think anyone mentioned this to you, but we're hoping that because we're recording, you'll say yes, that you'll help us do a reel for Instagram too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I absolutely will. I, that, is it just me or are they like them hard well I feel like I've almost gotten them down the very first time I did a reel I swear to god I think it took me three hours like am I the only one out there I was like I it am a hard. smart woman like mm-hmm. what is wrong with me why is this taking so long I still haven't done one because oh, it, really? I no, because I'm terrified. I don't know how. I'm not going to. You're not over there that. on TikTok land. It's the same thing, lady. All right. <laughs> no, Seriously. they are. The first time doing a couple, it did take way too long mm-hmm. to do something for 15 seconds. Right. Potentially. It's crazy. Whew. But it's- once you do a few, like it is much better. And I can knock one out pretty much in five minutes or less if mm-hmm. I if I try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends on what I'm doing it about, but yeah. And then also I've realized we don't need to go down the Instagram rabbit hole, but like very quickly, <laughs> I have deleted many reels that I have done and had to start over from scratch and it's been a whole thing, but it is what it is. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. You know, I mm-hmm. finally cropped a head properly for the grid and I feel like that was a major win. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't want to brag, but the head <sighs> was where it needed to be. Perfect. Uh, so, Lindsay, mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? What is, what are you? Uh, <laughs> She's just what are here you... for coffee, Bridget. Yeah, I'm just here. Good. Yeah, I'm here for the gab. I'm here for the gab. I am super excited because this is something that I need so much help mm-hmm. with. We just had a conversation, the three of us, mm-hmm. last night um, that kind of pertains to this a little bit. So, um, yeah. I, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Time management. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I'm so hoping that anybody that somebody else did that like that one day. Dang it. <sighs> Why is it know, so it, hard? Why is it so hard? I think, well, that's the thing. It's so funny because this is such a it's such an unsexy topic, but mm-hmm. really when you get down to it, it is the core of so many reasons why we can't get like, we can't get the things done that we want to get done. Um, 
And when it comes to why, I mean, I would aren't there, I'm going to go down so many rabbit holes with this one. I We're think that the it. very, like one of the very first things that always comes to me when it, when we're, when we're talking, I don't want to say that this doesn't happen with men. When we're speaking about women, when we're speaking about moms, I think nine times out of 10, it's simply that we're so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. We are so overwhelmed. We've got so many things on the go. And so I think for a lot of us, it almost just feels like we're just sort of, you know what I mean? Like we're in survival mode. Like yeah. a lot of the, like, you know what I mean? We're just like operating like in the moment, like mm-hmm. whatever you need. And a lot of times it just, it can get away from us. And then it just becomes this cycle where we get stuck in it. Yeah. Yeah. So many women are on autopilot doing a lot of stuff that has to get done, but mm-hmm. maybe not as efficiently as they can be, which will allow more time. Yeah. Or you get behind on those things that have to be done. So then they're taking yeah. longer to catch back up on because you've neglected it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking to myself and laundry, like yeah. laundry, laundry could be a, a one uh, load a day yeah. deal, right? Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. not in my house. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get some sort of, I've tried so many times to have some sort of schedule where it's like from this time in the morning until this time, we're doing this and, you know, through all through the day. And one thing happens that throws me off and it's just, it's all out the window. Yes. So for me, when something comes in, so say I have, I have this beautiful time block. I'm a big organizational Mm -hmm. kind of person. I could time block every second of my day if I could. Mm -hmm. But the second something comes in now for the rest of the day, I'm playing catch up because, oh, I was supposed to do this at this time. So then I feel guilty about that. I was supposed to do this at this time instead of just like taking something off my plate, moving it to another day. I just panic for the rest of the day. It's I know what I need to get done in a day. I just usually get distracted, you know, talking to people for like two hours on the phone. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a big one too. Like, especially if you consider the fact that I, I can't remember where I read this, but three and a half, the average person spends three and a half hours of their day on their device. I believe it. And no doubt. And so you can only imagine, like I clock mine and in like a busy season for work, I will be on my phone for eight hours a day, which Easily. To me just blows. I'm like, how does that even happen? Yeah. But then when you really think about it, it's so, that's the thing about like social media and the internet. Like once you go, it's like a rabbit hole. Like once mm-hmm. you're in, then you're in. And then all of a sudden you're like, where did those 15 minutes go? Where did those 30 minutes go? Like, yeah, it's just crazy. By yeah. Danielle's face, I know what Don't she just did. Up. And then she was a little <laughs> shocked by what she just saw. <laughs> Don't look it up. It's not a pretty thing. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> really bad. Today, today alone, I have picked up my phone and opened it a total of 69 times. And Where it does is- it tell you that? It's 1243. <laughs> um, so if you have an iPhone, you know what? Let's just do a real quick iPhone tutorial. Why don't okay. we? Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm here. For I this. have it here. It's on my wi- my widget screen. You can't see that. And if you're listening to this, you can't see it. You open your iPhone. Okay. You swipe to the left. Okay. I see widgets. And mine is like the third thing down. You must have to put the widget in the in the thing, huh? I guess, but it's called. If you go into your settings, it's called screen time, and it's a disgusting display. Um, yeah, if you have an Android, I'm no, of no help, but, um, and it tells you what you're spending time on as well. Like I need to do some, I yeah. definitely spent two hours and 44 minutes on clubhouse today. So. I have two hours and five on my phone right now for the day. Yeah. I'm at two fourteen for the day, two fifteen now. You know, it's just that we work a lot from our phones. That's all. <laughs> right? Mine does say that today it was mostly messages so far, but by the end of the night, it'll be Facebook. It'll be TikTok. It'll be. Mm-hmm. So I've been stepping up my Instagram game and also I'm working on our Instagram lately. So I've already been on it for 38 minutes today. Mm-hmm. That's pretty gross. I'm sure a lot of that was just scrolling, right? Like, come on. 
It was working. Wink, wink. So Lindsay, do you have, do you, can you like train us to not be addicted to our phones or do you have methods to help us put it down? This is like something that, I mean, and I'm going to be honest, I struggle with it. Like during the day I have literally had to, there's so many things during the day. I literally have to keep it. If I have like stuff that I have to get done, I have to keep it in another room. Mm. Like I I have to keep it away from me in the morning. So I'm just going to go through my whole day. Yeah. I no longer charge my phone in our room at night. Like my phone used to be my alarm clock. I no Mm -hmm. longer do that. My husband does it, which is fine because we wake up at the same time and he's fine to scroll on this phone. That's his thing. I charge mine downstairs because I don't touch it. Cause again, I found that, and I don't know if you guys have this experience. I found that in the morning when I woke up, if I reached for my phone immediately, I'd go on social media and I just started to feel like garbage. Like I just was like, it wasn't the way that I wanted to alternatively either that, or I would go into my emails and the anxiety would just start to set in. That's the one right there. Emails. It killed me. Like it literally, it would kill me. And then so all morning again, I felt like I was putting out fires instead of being able to focus on the thing that I actually needed to do. So what I do now is I keep, I don't, my phone is not in our room at night anymore. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm literally, I run down to get my coffee, come back upstairs to the office. I have about like an hour and a half to work. Usually I meditate for a little bit, Hmm. dive into some work because like Danielle, like you, like my anxiety, it's like an ongoing thing that I have to like work, especially this year. I found that it's just been like peaking. And so then I get some work done and then the girls wake up and then it's usually after I get ready. Usually what happens is I'll go and grab it. And then I listen to like a podcast, like you guys or something while I'm getting ready in the morning. And then that's when I can kind that's when I sort of quickly like play on it. And then I give myself like 30 minutes once they're off at school to dive in, but I do find, and then again, once they're home in the afternoon, this is the biggest one for me is I have to check out Hmm. because I can't tell you how many times, like, and I, like Marcus and I joke about this all the time. We're distracted. We're on the phones an accident happens. And I'm like, like, you know, yesterday the girls spilt like smoothie, like all over the couch. And I was just like, and then I realized I'm like, I was on my phone. I wasn't paying attention. Like, Mm -hmm. So we try to really keep our phones, like we have like a charging station downstairs. We try to really just focus on keeping our phones by the charging station and then staying off them. And then of course the tricky thing is, is when you go to bed, because I find that for a lot of us, that's when we tend to jump back on. So I usually try to shut off my phone by, because usually I'm in bed by like nine o'clock. I usually try to shut off my phone and stay away from my screen around like eight o'clock because I like to give my eyes, I mean, I can talk about, I think we talked about the circadian rhythm too, like the last time yes. the blue light is just horrible. So it's really important to sort of give yourself that break. But again, I'm, to- I'm not perfect. I struggle with this. I think that these things are created to be like the devices, like social media is created to be an addiction. So mm-hmm. it's only natural. Like, I don't want to, spend time beating myself up when I'm just like succumbing to the thing that I'm supposed to be succumbing to. I just know now that I have to be, I don't have the, I don't want to say willpower, but I don't, I don't have the willpower to stay off of it if it's beside me, which is why I'm always like, keep it in the next room or keep it away or just like, it can't be in here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what really helps me. What What do you guys do? Oh, I just have it glued to my hand at all yeah. times. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I think we work, and I'm not saying you don't, Lindsay, but we work basically from sunup to sundown, replying to a lot of our clients and stuff like that. So we do to some degree have to have our phone on us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're getting better at setting boundaries. I think I do it probably better than Bridget and Danielle do mm-hmm. where I yes. still have my phone, but I have a, I have a pretty hard cutoff time that mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick up the phone after seven o'clock because I start to turn into mush, that type of stuff. But still in my hand and I'm now relaxing and doing some enjoyment on my phone for me as opposed to working. So I'm not 
really the best case study because I'm still utilizing my phone. It's just maybe not for work at that point. Well, and I think that's such a great point because like, honestly, Amanda, you're right. Like so many of us, especially now that we're working from home and juggling the kids and trying to do like, you know, really, this is almost the new laptop. Like Mm -hmm. you're really just trying to get back to people you're trying, you know what I mean? You could be out at the park with your kids you know, I've even seen moms or, you know, parents at the park with their kids literally on a zoom call, you know what I mean? And they're taking calls, they're responding to emails. So I think you're right. Like it is only natural that in this day and age, we are going to have, we're, I guess, expected to be a little bit more responsive. Mm -hmm. Um, And those boundaries aren't as firm as they used to be. Mm -hmm. I'm really bad about it. I mean, if (sighs) I once had a, a client I I went on vacation and I had someone else helping my client and he had really great boundaries where I do not. And he took maybe an hour to respond to the question. And my client said, I'm used to Bridget answering within 10 minutes, like, and was, I think upset that it took him an hour to respond because if I see a message from a client, I have to answer it. Mm -hmm. I I just, I, I don't, I don't operate any other way. I don't know how to fix that, but, and plus to go to sleep at night, I've been using the calm app for like the sleep meditation with my phones downstairs. How am I going to do that? But maybe I would be able to fall asleep because I didn't have my phone in my hand for three hours before, but you know, like it's all, it's all relative. And that's the thing. Like, I don't necessarily think like, it's really not like a one size fits. It's really about finding your rhythm and what works for you. Like, even when you were talking you know, earlier before Bridget about the laundry, mm-hmm. like for us, one of the biggest things, I don't want to go on a tangent because I feel like I could, I could go forever when we had, cause I have two girls, they're both, they're 18 months apart. It's a shit show in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most days. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I remember when we had Sienna, my youngest was I was doing everything. I felt like I was constantly the one who was not only doing the household stuff and trying to do the work stuff, but also doing like the emotional, you know what I mean? Like the emotional management. I was really carrying like the, the emotional and mental workload of our, you know, I was the one scheduling the doctor's appointments. I was the one making sure that they were registered for daycare. I was, and I finally had to sit down to my husband and say like, listen, your time and my time are equal. They are equal. And so that means that even if I'm staying, even if I'm a stay at home mom, even, you know what I mean? Or if I'm working less or you're working, our time is, our time is equally as valuable. And so we need to figure out a way to divide all of these tasks so that both of our time is equal. And so we just literally sat down one day and we basically mapped out everything that we need to do in a week. And we each picked the things that we love to do and decided the things that we hated to do. And hopefully the other person really liked them. Like Marcus loves cleaning the bathroom. I can't stand cleaning the bathroom. I know. I need this. Because he's meticulous. I I met how wonderful. (laughs) He's a Sagittarius. See, it's like, it's a blessing. He's a Sagittarius. So he's like so meticulous about everything where it's so like he would, I would clean the bathroom and then he would be like, that bathroom's not clean. And I'm like, okay, whatever you do it then. But so we really had to sort of get into a rhythm Mm -hmm. that worked with us. And I think the reason why so many of us struggle with this is because like, I think it ultimately comes down to our self-worth and how women are perceived in society. And the fact that like, we're expected to do that. I speak to so many moms on a regular basis that where they are doing everything and they feel bad about asking for help. Like, I think it really comes down to one of two things. It's either worthiness or it's control because then on the work, on the opposite end of it, like either you don't feel worthy enough to ask for help or your part, you believe that your partner is not going to do it as well as you can. So then you go, (laughs) so then you go and do it. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, with the control, Danielle, I love you. You've got to let it go. Like you really have to sort of assess. That's what Marcus and I did. We really had to assess what was 
the standard of good for us. And so when it came to cleaning the house, it was like, okay, how often do the bathrooms actually have to be cleaned? Because for us, I'll clean the sink maybe once a week. I'm not going to clean the shower every week. I'm just not going to do it. So for us, for us, what works for us is we do it like one every once every two weeks. And if we miss a week, like this weekend, we missed it because it was beautiful outside. We wanted to take the girls to the beach. I was like, whatever, who cares? The bathroom. But th- it took me a long time to get to that place where I was like, if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. Like as long yeah. as there's not mold on the floor where my babies are bathing themselves, I'm good. Right. So- right. Well, and I think too, I think that's a, a really good strategy because I think in my house anyway, and Chris will listen to this and he will have to agree because it's true. It's always like, it always seems to be like tit for tat. Well, I, I unloaded the the dishwasher yesterday. Well, I did this yesterday, but I did this yesterday, but I did this. Like it's always, it's a match. Yeah. Yeah. And and instead of just saying like, this is my job, I am always going to do X, Y, or Z and Mm -hmm. you will always do a, B, and C. Like that makes so much more sense than, hey, can you take that laundry upstairs? <sighs> I just did the laundry. <laughs> mm-hmm. That honestly, so, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think for us, one of the that honestly was really Bridget. The thing that like the the clear lines of like what is your job and what is our job was like was really helpful for us. The the thing where we struggled, which we also then had to let go of, was. If your partner then does not do the thing, Mm. what what happens? And so for us, it really comes down to, and I, and I'm getting to a place where I'm like really good at letting it go. Now, if it bothers me, if he forgets and it bothers me that much, it is up to me to do it because I'm the person that it's bothering. Mm. So, and I said, and then I have to, and I say like, listen, this is bothering I have to really talk myself through it. This is bothering me. This is my choice to do it. And it's not about, hey, you didn't do this, this, and this. Because I also recognize too, like my husband's human. Like he's going to forget. Mm-hmm. Like none of us are perfect. And I know that if I forget to do something, the last thing that I want is for him coming to me being like, well, you didn't do this. And, it, and so I'm just like, okay, if it's bugging me, I'll get it done. I think that that's really how we have because we don't fight about household stuff anymore and that's really because we used to all the it was like it was on the like the height of our totem pole of like what our fights were about i'm sure you and so many other married couples mm-hmm. we're being honest yes it yeah. was true and so now i feel like at least we have clear division i also feel supported because i know that it's not falling on my like there is nothing better than knowing that I don't ever have to think about Maddie going to daycare because Marcus that was one of the things where I was like you're responsible for all the forms you're responsible for whatever she needs every single day like that's you and so now it's like I get to free up space in my brain because I don't ever have to think about daycare again granted if the kids need to go to the doctors or the dentist that's on me Mm -hmm. you I, I don't know. I feel like the way that you deliver things, I, I, it just clicks with me sometimes like that, that seriously just clicked with me. So I think for me, a lot of my stress and anxiety comes from mental clutter and the what if scenarios or what's going to happen scenarios. So like you just saying, that's something that you no longer have to think about. That's not your job. That's not your, you know, one of the tasks that you were going to do. So no, you no longer have to think about it instead of it being a, who's going to do this? Well, am I going to do it? Is he going to do it? Like, well, what time is it going to get done? Is everything going to get done properly? Like it's off your plate completely. Hmm. <laughs> I dig it. I dig yeah. it a lot. Which is also where I think the conversation of having the standards come in. Like, you know, and, and like the expectations, because it's like anything else. Like, you know what I mean? If you think of your, if you think of your household as a business, you wouldn't have a new, like a new employee come in and just be like, these are the jobs that you have to do. Go on your way. Mm -hmm. Like you'd be like, this is how we as a team, these are the standards that we as a team are going to set. This is how we as a team are going to meet them. And if we don't meet them, then it's like, okay, bless. I got it. I'll, I'll handle it. And 
that for me was probably one of the hardest things to do because guilt is like my love language. So (laughs) I think that like really being able to like, let that go and be like, this is bothering me. I'm the one that it's, you know what I mean? And, and that was the thing too. A lot of times it's like, I weigh it. I'm like, okay, what is going to stress me out or piss me off more doing it or leaving it? Mm-hmm. And then from there, I, I weigh them out and then I make a decision. And I think we need to go easy on ourselves too. And those things aren't done. Bridget, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, just, just throw in my microphone. <laughs> everything's good for in my family you know my husband works all day long every single day so everything falls on my shoulders Mm -hmm. and so I had to be okay with well if I didn't vacuum this week and it vacuum this week and I would always have to like defend myself when my husband came home and say I didn't get to you know vacuum today because of this 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 or this and he finally said to me he's like Amanda when have I ever said why didn't you vacuum why don't I have clean clothes? Why don't I have this? Like what you can get done is what you can get done. But so he never had a problem with anything that wasn't complete. It was always the me going, I should have did a load of laundry today, mm-hmm. or I should have did this today. Where in some days you just can't, or some days you just don't feel like it too. Right. Ladies. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think we have to go easy on ourselves tremendously when that task list just doesn't get complete. I think you're, you're so right about that. So I've tried everything under the sun to try to keep a detailed schedule as far as, you know, cleaning goes and cooking and you name it, like these days are going to be designed for these things. But I am a type of person who I call myself an obliger. If you haven't heard of the four tendencies by Gretchen Urban, I highly recommend it. I'm an obliger through and through. I will let myself down before I let somebody else down. And it is an extension of me essentially, because we are just one married unit at this point. We've been together for so long. So it's very easy for me to let myself down and him in order to meet somebody else's expectation. And so if somebody else comes in and throws a wrench in my plan because of work or whatever else they need me to do something in that moment, I'm going to allow my schedule to get derailed for that other person. But then I have the guilt associated with it. And then like, that's when the whole thing is like the trying to catch, play catch up. Or if I didn't get to it one day, then I, and if I can't get to it the next day, because I had that day entirely planned out because it's supposed to get done the day prior, it's like a vicious cycle. So just like, calming down and giving yourself, you know, a little bit of space is, is definitely something that I think we all need me for sure. Well, and I think too, sorry, Lindsay, but I think too, when, when you're saying like someone else comes in and throws a wrench because they need your help Mm -hmm. and you're feeling guilty because you let yourself down. And on the flip side of that, if I have a boundary and I say, Mm -hmm. you know what, I just can't do that today. Then I spend the rest of the day worried that that person is upset so with you. true <laughs> and that's like you true. can't win no you can't but that's a they problem not a you problem so mm-hmm. why do we antagonize over that in our head though because how they react to your boundary is on them not us is it though yes <laughs> no, that was so good i yes. i I need to, I need to remember that. I'm going to start reminding you that's a, that's a they problem, Bridget. That's not a you problem. That's, that's a they, they problem. problem. Yeah. problem. Well, I have friends I that can say that, like they'll do something. And then I'm like, but what about a week from now when this comes back up? And they're like, that's a problem for me seven days from now. That's not a problem for me in this moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't operate that way. Lindsay, I've cut you off twice. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. Please. No, no. What you're saying is so important. So I just like, I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. I like, I don't want to lose this thought. But like, I think you're so right in the sense of like, as women, we are, it can't like, I don't want to go back to, I don't want to like harp on this worthiness thing. But if you think about all of the different ways that we are conditioned to people, please, Like, Mm -hmm. and to always go the extra, like motherhood in general is all about Mm self-sacrifice. Like we are, there are so many different ways. Like we find our worthiness in what we do for other people. You know what I mean? And so when that is just repeatedly, like just beat into you over and over again, it's no, like, I always think back to when I was younger with my mom, like when we've talked about this, like so much, like she, oh my, like she just sacrificed so much. 
And like, and I said to, like I said to her the other day, like, I was just like, you know, it's so funny because in, in reality, like she, at the time she thought that she was sacrificing and trying to do so much for us. But in reality, how that also came out was guilt, which is why my love language is guilt. Cause she always, you know, she would always guilt us about it. Like, oh, we do everything for you kids and you're so spoiled and mama, mama. And then, so reversely, then that taught me to even hide more of my needs, you know what I mean? And not ask for what I wanted, because then I was like, okay, well, if I ask for what I want, then it's not good. You know what I mean? If I, if I say what I need, I'm being selfish. Like, so there's so many different ways that we are just conditioned to not hold space for ourselves and to not put up those boundaries. And then to like, try to overachieve in all of these different areas, like at our detriment. Mm -hmm. So how many times have I said to my children, as you're saying this, I'm like, (laughs) well, cause uh, I'm pretty sure just yesterday, probably Aaron asked me for something and I'm like, you get everything you want. Can you just give me five minutes, please? Listen, we do it all the time. Like we we are all conditioned. Like that's the thing. Like we are only like, there's only so many things that we can control. Like, I mean, I was joking with Marcus the other day because he like shamed me about something that I like said to said or did to Madison. And then I was like, you know what? I know that I am not the author of the perfect parenting book, but until you also pen that book, you cannot say anything to me. Like, we're all just really oh. trying to do our best. <laughs> Danielle is dying over there. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out my favorite part of this. What Lindsay's saying or Danielle's reactions because they're both equally fantastic right now. I love that. I'm like, okay, I need to make a mental note of that. Okay, okay, got it. She's about to turn this whole screen into a spreadsheet in like two no, seconds. Yeah, you want you want to see my notes? You want to see my notes? But it's it's so true because we, I I, I always think of it when I'm saying to my children like they'll ask for something in addition to the 800 things they already have. And sometimes I'm like, stop and think about everything that you have. You want for nothing. You have so many extras. Like, no, you're not getting whatever that thing is. And now I'm like, well, there's probably a better way to say it. Not that I'm screaming at them or anything, but I, at the same time, you don't want to make them feel guilty for for my decisions, right? Like I'm the one that decided to do all of that for you. Why is that your problem? It's mine. You decided what their needs are. That's it. Or they are like, who's to say what Lindsay's needs were as a child. So right. to have the ass, that was a need of hers. And while yes, basic necessities and yes, Bridget, your children are spoiled. Let's be very clear yes. about that. So yes. I think that's a natural reaction to feel like you have everything and it's still not enough, but it's, it might be feeding into completely something different than what the actual current need actually is. And needs change, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, I know mine do. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it always comes back to compassion. Like I, I, which it's so funny. I was again, talking about, I feel like I talked to my mom about so much of this just because I'm rehashing so much, you know what I mean? I'm really trying to just like figure that. Thank God. She's such an open human being to be able to like have these conversations. Absolutely. But I like, I, and I say to her, you know, reversely where like, you know, I have family members who like have blamed their moms and like cut off their families and stuff like that. Like I said to her, it really having kids has done nothing except show me how much you tried, like Mm -hmm. how much, like I have so much compassion for how exhausted you were Mm -hmm. and, you know, that you worked full time and that you had three girls and that, you know, dad was working all the time and he was traveling and you were really trying to do this. So of course you're going to mess this up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's only natural that it's not going to be perfect. And then, so in those moments that I have with Maddie, where I'm ready to just murder her. I'm like, it's only not like, it's only natural. This is just, this is a part of it. And then I hope one day I will give her the exact same phone number of my therapist. I like, I like, I'm like, (laughs) here are all the resources, girl. Like you can unpack. Like, I hope that she is in a place where she can finally see or just see me. You know what I mean? Because I feel like now I actually see my mom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I see her. Like I get it. And I'm like, my God, that was so 
even with Marcus, I do it now all the time too. Like if he's like being a dick because he will be, because obviously we're in like a global pandemic. I always like, you know, before I used to be like, why are you being such a jerk or, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, man, you must be really going through something because I know that that's not your best self. I know that the real you would never talk to me like that. Like what is actually happening? Mm. And I think if we have that compassion with ourselves, you know, how you were saying earlier, Amanda, how about like, you know, how you were used to like have all these things to do mm-hmm. and they wouldn't get done. If we're just like, well, I still crushed today. Absolutely. Like think of all the things that we did get done. Why am I focused on two things that I wasn't able to check off? Like the heck with that. That was mm-hmm. so silly. So much of my life, I thought that. And I'm almost 40. I'm older than... Bridget and Danielle. So, I mean, I feel like I have an advantage that my words are a little wiser than they would have been even five years ago. Sure. And one of my favorite things that I've been seeing on Facebook, on the Facebook and on the IG, is there's like images going around saying, you know, little did our children know that we were growing up alongside them, especially when you have them in your 20s. And I love that because, I mean, we were figuring it out as 20 year olds. 20 year old people, just as much as they're figuring out their little attitudes at their age. And I thought that was so simply put because it's true. We can't expect our parents to have been perfect when they were growing up too. Oh, Hell, yeah. I'm still figuring it out every day. Absolutely. I'm like, what are we doing today? <laughs> Absolutely. And every mom, well, most mothers truly do try their best. Yeah. They'll never be perfect, but they do try their best. Mm. Mm. So, what can we do moving forward? What are some, besides just, you know, giving ourselves some grace and some space to kind of ebb and flow with things, what are things that we can do to uh, get, con- well, see, look at, this is me going back to the control thing, get control of our schedule. See? <laughs> um, well, I would say that there's a really beautiful process that we use actually in my program. And I'd be happy to share with you guys in your audience. Cause I think that it would be like really helpful where ultimately, and we, in the, in my program in the nurse system, we use it more from a health perspective, but you can really apply it to anything in that we want to first identify what the outcome is that you want to achieve. Because I think a lot of times what happens is the reason why I use outcome instead of goals is because goals are really small. Like, you know, if you, if we, even if we think about it in terms mm. of weight loss, like goals are always like, I want to lose 30 pounds. Whereas mm. instead, if you think about it, well, what is the outcome that you want to achieve? Is it that you want to feel sexy in your body? Is it that you want to have an abundance of energy? Is it that you want to, you know, feel totally confident about food and never stress about anything again? Like that is the big picture of what you want for your life. So what is the outcome? So if we're thinking yeah. about it from like, a household yes, <laughs> <laughs> so we think about it from like a household perspective too. It's even like, how do you want to feel in the, you know what I mean? Like in during the day, like, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to feel at the end of the day? And then from there, you kind of have to sort of work backwards and deconstruct it. So it's like, what are the intentions that I need to then set to help this happen. And I always say, just pick one, Mm. like write them all down, but really you're focusing on like one thing at a time, because like we said before, overwhelm is the thing that nine times out of 10 is going to get us stuck. And so if we're really trying to, and I feel like this happens all the time, we're trying to do it all and then none of it happens. And so if you only pick one, what that really does is not only does it give you just one thing to focus on to stop the overwhelm, but you'll start to see that if you're continuously doing it every single day, it really helps to build up your confidence so that you can keep going. And then once you've mastered that, then you can add the next thing. Amanda, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, if you see us looking down, we are totally taking notes. We're not distracted. I I looked up and all three of us were like, all like kind of looking down. I was like, I want to let her know that we're loving what she's saying, (laughs) that we're literally taking notes and not not paying attention. (laughs) I love that. I wanted to point out too, that I am a part of your system. I've been working through the whole food thing. That's a conversation for another day. But one of the things that you talked about doing was 
really taking two days and figuring out where your time is being spent. Yeah. And so that's, I don't know if you can see, like I wrote that down for two days, early every 20 minutes for two days. I did the thing. I did it. And it almost made me more aware of what I was doing. And I think that was probably the point of it is like, oh, hey, I was scrolling Netflix or Instagram or something for 20 minutes, like whoops. And then it was easier for me to get back on track where I think so many things just become so habitual. And so just second nature, like I don't even think about it. I pull up my phone, I open it up and I start looking at these notifications and stuff like that. And then, you know, 20, 30 minutes goes by before I even realized what I was doing and Mm -hmm. having that to kind of sit down and, and to write these things out, it was like, whoa, I didn't realize (laughs) that that was even happening. It was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it too, it also helps to create the awareness of how much of that household load you're carrying. Mm, Like if you're, if you're tracking your time and you're, you know what I mean? If on your time slot is like vacuum, whatever it may be, like whatever household chore may be. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? If your husband does the same exercise and he doesn't have a lot, then it's like, okay, dude, I'm going to make dinner three nights a week. You're going to make dinner four nights or whatever. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because then it really helps you to create more space for the things that you want to do for yourself in order to make yourself feel better. Because I think right now, especially with moms, I was talking about this the other day on IG. If there's one thing that we're like, we're so stressed and we're so overwhelmed and the antidote to stress is joy. Mm. Yes. And the why I'm on Clubhouse for so many hours. Yes. <laughs> This, this conversation that you had on Instagram stories blew my mind because I've never thought about life this way at all. And I'll let you explain what you were talking about, but this, I, this just is something that I feel like so many people, especially as we get into adulthood and later into adulthood and stuff that this is just eliminated from our mm-hmm. psyche. Because, and that's the, the thing is that, and I realized this for myself a couple of weeks ago, because like the it's funny towards the the beginning of this year has been so hard for me of like I feel like I'm coming to the end of my rope with the pandemic Mm -hmm. and so I was saying this to my therapist like I was like my thoughts are so dark like I feel so exhausted like I just don't know what the hell is going on and then we started to realize that there was no joy in my life and then I started to rhyme off like I was like well, no, like I meditate and I work out and I take care of myself. And like, and she's like, that's not joy. Not joy. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, those are just things that, you know what I mean? That they do, like they help, they ultimately medicine. But yeah. she's like, really, joy is doing something simply for the feeling of just happiness without an outcome attached. And I think a lot of women do, you know, a lot of women say like, oh, well, you know, like, working out or going for a walk or like whatever it is. But I then feel like the- they have canned responses. What do you do for fun? Go for a walk. Like, mm, is that really, I feel like we're master at having the right answers. But then like, if you think care. about it too, and this may just be like my triple A type, like speaking, but like, if you think about it too, if I'm going for a walk, oh my God, this is just coming up. If I'm going for a walk, I am always, and I think everybody who's in business, I mean, everybody I think can relate to this. I am either listening to a podcast or I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my business. I'm thinking about my clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that what joy is, like, I started to think back when I was younger and I was like, what did I love to do? And I was like, I loved to skateboard. I don't skateboard anymore. Like I love. You're so cool. (laughs) You are so cool. But like, I loved, like, I remember I worked at a, I worked at a farm for an entire summer just to be able to ride the horses. I loved horseback riding. Like, I don't do that anymore. Like, it's like all of those little things where it's just like time escapes you because Mm -hmm. you're just so filled with like, I, I fucking love this moment. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever want this 10. And I think to your point, Danielle, like adults just don't do that. And it's like the joy has just been like at some point. And now that's the, that's the scary thing. Sometimes I even find myself sucking it out of the girls. Like if they're like freaking, you know what I mean? Like the other day they were like in the car and they were like screaming and giggling. And I'm like, you guys like stop like this. And I'm like, I'm killing their joy. 
Like I'm just robbing them of it. Like you I know. think it's so important that you're saying these things out loud because I think it's very natural for that instinct to be, please be quiet. Like you mm-hmm. need to protect your mental health I'm, mm-hmm. at the same time. But so much we do do that with our children. And that is sad to some degree. We're, we're taking away the very things that you were talking about that you enjoyed mm-hmm. as a I child. Feel like, I feel like so much of this conversation goes right back to the same thought for me, which is just becoming hyper aware of what you're doing, how you're saying certain things, what you're actually saying, and like what that could potentially do to both yourself, your kids moving forward. I think that's so, so, so interesting is just being super hyper aware about what's going on and what you're doing. I, Lindsay, I would love to pick your brain about this. And it's something that's been really on my heart um, the last month or so. I think a lot of us have been working from home, all of us right here within this podcast, and which has allowed us to, even though our plates are extremely full, there's been a benefit to, oh, I can actually take a break real quick and throw chicken in the oven. Mm -hmm. I can take a break real quick and throw in a load of laundry. What happened? Bridget. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay, Bridget. She's like, no, no, not me. I think a lot of women, once we have to go back into the real world again and actually spend some time commuting, which lessens our time for those extra things, I think our plates, we're going to feel very overwhelmed because maybe where we were able to sneak in some of those house duties or whatever, Mm -hmm. now that time's not going to be there again. And I think we're going to go back to this feeling very overwhelmed and we're going to have to like pivot into that very slowly. And it, it scares me for a lot of women because I know our plates are already full and we're going to need that support. Well, it's already happened. I mean, I can remember, uh, a year ago when karate was shut down, school was shut down. Yes. didn't wasn't really even going to the grocery store and I kept thinking you are going to miss this slow down you are going to miss this and all I did was like it's like a wild animal like scratching to get out because I'm such an extrovert and I need to be out and I need to be around people um and now karate's back church is back I've got three different bible studies that I'm a part of I work full-time my husband like and I, I just want to slow down again Mm-hmm. And that's not an option. So yeah, yeah, it is. And not just that. I mean, we had commute time that we no longer were doing that. Now we filled up with other tasks, other opportunities, other events, other extracurricular activities. We're going to bust. We're going to, we're going to pop. And I think every woman has to be aware that that day is coming for them and don't wait to pop, like get your plan in place now. So that doesn't become what happens. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting bringing up quarantine too, because that was probably the last time I did things for fun, strictly yeah. for fun was yeah. because we had all of this free time. Listen, we all know that I'm a nerd here. I was like, you know, reading fiction books and you know, making forts with my son and coloring and doing puzzles and stuff like that, because introvert over here, I thrived Mm -hmm. during quarantine. So I did like all of my fun nerdy things without actually it being for a specific outcome. Like it wasn't to de-stress on purpose and things like that, because I already was because we had so few things to actually do. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that like, I think a lot of times it it's, it's really just going to come down to being able, which I, and I, I think it comes back to the worthiness, being able to put your hand up and say, I can't do this. Like, I really, I can't do this. And say that I, again for the ladies in the back who are going to resist <laughs> this because there's going to have to be things that we have to say no to. So I want you to say it one more time. So but it, hear it. knowing that it's okay that you don't can't, like, unplug your ears, Bridget Robertson. <laughs> But like, I think like, I can't do this and knowing that it's okay that you you can't do this. Like, and I truly think that, you know, so that's the the very interesting that I don't want to go off on another tangent, but that's also the very interesting thing about women relating to other women is that sometimes when a woman does admit that she has help, you know, like whether she has like a housekeeper or Mm -hmm. whatever, like, it's almost like we shame her for it. Mm -hmm. Like, must be nice kind of thing. Or alternatively, like, I mean, I remember I was talking to another mom 
at the daycare. And I was like, yeah, you know, my mom watches our youngest a couple days a week. And she was like, oh, well that must be. And I'm like, I can't do this alone. Right. Like, I can't. Well, and I think too, as just humans, not even women, we love to compete in the miserable Olympics, right? Like that's my, sometimes that's my favorite hobby. And I'm really trying so hard not to, but like when I say I have to go clean the bathroom and a friend says, I have a housekeeper. I'm like, well, that's, you don't understand how hard my life is because I have to clean the bathroom and you don't have to like, it's so stupid. (laughs) It's so stupid, but it's almost like you're bragging about the fact that you have all this stuff to do because that makes your life harder than the person sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes back to, uh, I know, uh, Lindsay, you're in Canada, but that kind of is like the American way, right? Is this <laughs> hustle, 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 go, go, go. I'm busier than you are. Like you ask somebody, oh, how's work? Busy. That's always our response every single time when really, if we were to sit down and think about it, like that's, you know, I don't know. It's just not, it's not supposed to be that way. And I don't think it needs to be that way. But if somebody says, oh, it's actually been very relaxing. You know, I've been doing this, doing that, taking my time, whatever, then we're going to, we're going to shame them for, for not putting in as much work as we are. It's ridiculous. Well, because Mm -hmm. that's where we get our worthiness from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like whoever Mm -hmm. hustles the hardest, who's ever, you know what I mean? To, you know, to Bridges point, like who's ever life is harder. Mm -hmm then we're, then we're more worthy. And that's the thing. Like, I always say like, w- like, would I love to have a housekeeper? Yes. Is that something that I'm working towards? You're damn right. I am <laughs> like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, notes. The very fact that like we, Marcus and I were joking like last weekend when it was so nice and we took the girls to the beach. Cause we live close to the water. Like I was like, I had to, you know, we did this sort of dance of like, well, when are we going to get the household chores done? And I said to him, I was like, I can't wait for the day if we could just have somebody come in every now and then so that this helps to create some space for us to be a family. And alternatively, until then, we just have each other's back. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? But I think that that's the thing is admitting so many of us, which I think, you know, when I think back to my mom too, like I look back, she cleaned the house every single day. Like she very, she never asked my dad for anything. Like it was such a, I don't want to say like a martyr story, but like, you know what I mean? That's how, like, that's how it kind of felt like she. And so now when I look at that programming where I feel like I can't ask Marcus for help, or I feel like I should just do it. Then I'm like, where's that coming from? Like, cause why can't he take care of daycare? Mm-hmm. Why can't he manage, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever it is. He's a brilliant, like our husbands, our partners are brilliant, capable human beings. We just need to allow them to like execute those that, you know what I mean? Like they can do it as well as we can. I, I should add that might- Chris does do a ton. He's going to listen to this and go, you do stuff. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I feel like I need to say that about Brandon too. He's he's currently at home doing laundry as I sit in this office. He oh. does do a ton. Hi, Chris. <laughs> but Hi, Chris. there is a lot of um like you said earlier, mental and emotional stuff that just whew, he doesn't have to think about. He doesn't have to think about well visits and or, and going to the orthodontist. And he'll take care of the orthodontist if it works with his schedule. He absolutely will. Uh, doctor's appointments, that kind of thing. Like the, the paperwork and all of that. Like I just do it. I just pay the bills. I know how much money we have. Mm-hmm. He has no idea about any of that because of, because of me, not because yeah. he doesn't want to know any of that. I just do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's a part of that. Like even going back to what you were saying before, Amanda, about like how everybody's going back to work and like, the overwhelm is really going to start to kick in. I think really taking ownership of, you know what I mean? Your role in this mm-hmm. being aware, like, you know, as Danielle was saying earlier, being really aware of how am I contributing to this? Because if my brain, you know what I mean? If I'm the only one that's stressing out about all these things and my partner is like living on easy street, which I think most husbands just as default do. Yes. And it's like, how can I, how can I create some space for my big, beautiful brain so that I can focus on the joy 
so that I can take, you know, an afternoon off or whatever, like, so I can go and sit in the backyard and like read a book with like a glass of Chardonnay or something and just like not worry about anything. Like, I think it's, it's, it's creating that awareness and really seeing where you are contributing to this and then how you can put your hand up because that's ultimately what it comes down to is asking for help Mm. and knowing that you're worthy of receiving it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just like, yeah, that, this is great. Great talk, Lindsay. Great talk. <laughs> <sighs> no, it was, it was helpful. And I, it really was. I'm kind of excited to circle back to, I hate that phrase circle back, but here yeah, we are too. Let's circle back. Why Sorry, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I say that all the time. I've never <laughs> heard you say that. I don't okay, think, good. but it's your face, when it. I said it, you were like, Oh, oh. it's just such like a business ease saying anyway um circling back to what's the outcome you want how do you want to feel sorry we got off on a tangent so no 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 I just love that because in my head I'm thinking like I need to deep clean my bedroom and get it to be like a place that I want to feel happy waking up in versus waking up and going like I have to dust that and I have to pick up that load of clothes and I have to go and wipe whatever it is. So I think that you can apply this to, to if you're someone like me who wants to, to be more organized and just be more like <sighs> when I walk in my house, um, you can do this like per space, right? So if I'm standing in my kitchen, what do I want my kitchen to look like? I want to clean this counter off or clean that cabinet out, whatever it is. And how can I get there by throwing all this crap away? (laughs) Um, And then setting the intention of, I think that that's the other thing too, setting the intention of like, what do I need to do in order for this to happen? And then from there, all you really need to do is like Danielle said earlier, take a look at your schedule, take that one thing and plug it in. And then every single day or whatever, like however often you need to do it, that's what you're doing. And then once you've mastered that, hit the next intention and then put it into your schedule. Like really, it's funny because I feel like, Danielle, I feel like you're like my spirit animal in the sense like my art, Marcus's and my calendars are really blocked off for the sense Mm -hmm. that they have to be. Yep. But we, now it's like, we're in such a flow with so many things that we don't even have to look at it anymore. Like I know Wednesday, like Wednesdays and Wednesdays and Sundays are laundry day. Saturdays is grocery shopping and meal prep. Like Sundays, we do a little bit of cleaning the house and that's it. And when you put it like that, it seems so simple. I know <laughs> it does. It really just sounded so that. easy. <laughs> but I, I think that's, I don't, I don't, I feel like it's because I mean, it wasn't easy in the beginning. We had a lot of like dust ups about it too. And like every single, even in, when I look at the mornings, like when the girls get up, he like, cause we will usually put, give them a bath in the morning. Cause by the end of the day, we're so exhausted. I hate bath. Bath time did never, it never worked for me. So I was like, they can take a bath in the morning. And so he will bath them in the morning while he's bathing them and getting them ready. I'm downstairs making their breakfast and then we switch. And then I get to go upstairs and get ready and he feeds them. But like, we just have this whole what do you like to do? What do you hate to do? Mm-hmm. Where can we like tap in and tap out? And it just, it kind of flows for us now. I think Brandon does quite a bit for us as well. Like he's the the main cooker and things like that. But I think cooker, he's just the main cook. I think that's <laughs> correct. Danielle, geez. Um, but I think that this is very interesting. He's in for a very long conversation after this call, <laughs> we're going to lay down all of the things and what are you going to do? What do you want me to do? How often, what days, maybe picking specific days, like, okay, he cooks Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I do all of the other days. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but I love it. Well, how I positioned it to Marcus was almost like a draft. Like I was like, it's like a draft and we're each picking our teams. And so he kind of like, he was like, I'm down for that. I'll draft. Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get yeah. it. Brandon, Brandon will understand it now. I'm writing that down. The draft. <laughs> That's funny. And I don't, I'll say his name, but I don't care if people like him or not. But Elon Musk, I saw something that he quoted. It said, if you give yourself 12 hours to clean your house, it's going to take you all 12 hours. Mm. If you give yourself three hours to clean the whole house, you're going to get it done in three hours. So I feel like 
I dawdle a lot. Is that the right word? Dawdle? Is that a word in general? Like, did I just make up a daddle, word? Dawdle. Dawdle. Yeah, really, I know what you're familiar. trying to say. But you know what, I, you know what I'm saying. Like, worry, go, oh, let it. me change my Pandora station. Hmm. Let me find a new podcast as I go into the bedroom. And I, I really slowed down it where if I only truly had two hours to do the whole house, I have no doubt I'd be sweating my butt off. I'd get it done. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes finding more time is by adjusting the time allotted for certain tasks too. Mm -hmm. Very true. So, and looking at the things that you're, like you said, filling your time with, if I, if I'm giving myself two hours, like this morning is a really great example. I was working and then I was going to get up and I was going to, um, sweep and mop the floors. But then I was like staring at my phone and then I Mm -hmm. was um, you know, then my dog was outside tearing up the landscaping. So I had to take pictures. (laughs) Never. So I, I swept the floors. I cleaned off the Island, like, you know, wiped it down or whatever. That's it. It's as far as I got, but you got that far. (laughs) And I think it's also a thing like this was the biggest, this was one of the biggest things for me having grown up in a house where my mom literally like vacuumed and cleaned the house every single day like really setting the standard of like what actually needs to get done because I only dust once a month. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm like, I'm not dusting more. You know what I mean? We will do, we like, we don't do like, I don't know. I feel like I really, I pushed the standards where I was like, I don't need this done. Like, I really don't need, I don't care about this. And so I think when you take the things that are priority Mm -hmm. and then plug them in. It just helps to say, okay, I'm going to clean the house like once a month. Like, you know, I'll dust the house or whatever, like once a month. And then you know that like that day is your, I'm going to throw on some, you know, really great playlist and get this puppy done. But then it's only like one day Mm -hmm. out of the entire month. Mm. That's good. I dig it. I hate dusting. (laughs) I would dust all day. Somebody yeah, do I don't mind dusting. Me. I don't want to do laundry. I don't do laundry all day. Do dishes, cook my food. That's all I ask. I'll do dishes. I don't <laughs> mind dishes. You gonna cook for me too? No. This is why I love hearing all of us because I know every woman listening is relating to everything that we're saying. This is just real life. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Lindsay, you're you're um you were worth the the repeat. <laughs> Bridget Robertson. I'm totally kidding. I feel like. Did you want to re-say that? (laughs) (laughs) We adore you. Just such a bang up job. I love you guys so much. And like I said before, if if you want the training, I break it all down from like the outcome to more than happy to share it with your audience. So like, by all means, it's something that I think really helps you identify, you know, the priorities, but bigger is how you want to feel every mm-hmm. single day, which yep. is, I think what ultimately all of us are chasing for. Absolutely. Cause when our day it. goes well, don't we feel like an absolute boss? Like we, so good. Ugh, we have those days occasionally where you're like, darn, I did good. Right. (laughs) If we could have more days like that than not, that would be amazing. And I feel like every time Lindsay's on, we could have like 40 episodes. Just, I feel like we could talk to you for hours and hours and hours and not get enough of you. Oh my God. I I love you guys so much. Mm. So tell us everywhere that you can be found. Um, so on IG, you can follow me at Lindsay Wolf. So it's L I N D S E Y and then Wolf, like the animal underscore, um, on Facebook, I'm at the nourish comp. So it's the nourish company, which is my company. Um, but it's C O M P. Um, and then I also have a free Facebook group called the nourish life where you can come and this is, we get, I give away all this stuff all the time. Just chat about all of the things to really help you optimize your life and feel amazing in your body. Mm. That's right. Awesome. We are so thankful for you. I hope, you know, I was just kidding when I said you were, I love it. (laughs) 
I hope I can come back for a third. If I can come back yeah. for a third, oh, I will. Yes. Yeah, Let's see if oh. we can make you our first three Pete. That would be I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll oh, bring my gold. That's cute. Yes. I did want to reference that if you wanted to hear Lindsay's previous episode with us, it's yes. episode 14. So go and look for that episode and you can see Lindsay's debut with Bad Moms in Business. Yes. I'm barely in it. So there's not going to be any sort of <laughs> nonsense. It's like straight to point. for last time. <laughs> We will have all of Lindsay's links in the description box, in the show notes, things like that, and the old episode as well. Awesome. That is fantastic. So Thank what is our bee lady? Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. This is so fun. I love you all so much. You're so sweet. We love you and adore yes. you and so grateful you share your knowledge with yes. us because the Lord knows it. we need it. Yeah. <laughs> what is our bee for the day, ladies? Mm. Oh, gosh. Be, you know, Bridget's real witty until I ask what the B is supposed to be. And then she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> no. Um, I feel like we referenced so many amazing things today. Let's see. Could be. be joyful. Be joyful. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Be joyful. I say writing down those notes help. <laughs> yes. I like it. Be joyful, ladies. Oh, cause that feeds your soul. Mm, yes, love that. Thank you again, Lindsay. Thank Any you, final Lindsay. words before we close this baby down? Nothing, nothing. Awesome. Nope. We will Just... see you next week for another episode of bad moms in business. <laughs> Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.